Hello and welcome to another tale of tormented Minted space. space. Oh, tales of tormented space. I kind of like it. It does work. Yeah, it's got a nice uh, uh, assonation, assonance, alliteration. Alliteration. Which, one? Which one's of, the one with the consonants? Of, oh, I don't know about that. I mean, it's an alliteration as well because tales of tormented space. So that's the one with the consonants. Oh, tale. Yes, alliteration starts with the same letter, I believe. Okay, there we go. Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And thank you for joining us for another uh, reading of a fanfic. Yes, this time we're reading Illuminati by what does it say? Oleg. Yeah. Oleg. Yes. Posted in two thousand seven. Who the- is a scaper, according to the uh, classification on the uh, terra firma? Scaper. Forums. Scaper forum. I, I guess mean, that's like depending on the number of like posts, posts. you have. Yeah, yeah that's the I, line. I wonder where you start off as, and. Oh, I should know because I've been registered on there for like years just uh, to like lock down the old nickname and introduce myself and like share that we were doing this podcast yeah. and then basically never post again. Yeah, well. Oh, well, no, actually, I have been posting to uh, stories that we've been reading. Oh, yes, know, just, reviving as, just a little boost up to uh, a decade old thread <laughs> that I don't think anybody's noticed, but at least it's there. Yes, very good. So, summary a light goes out, fun begins. Beware of spiders. Ooh, rating PG 13 for the outright. Naughtiness. Mm-hmm. Timeline, season one, somewhere between The Human Reaction and A Bug's Life. Spoilers, a couple for They Have Got a Secret and a Human Reaction. Disclaimer, they don't own the universe, blah, 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 blah. Fanfic, no profit. I like that author's note. Inspired by the early Farscape concepts. Okay. Written in 2007, so maybe that's like... Maybe they just caught up... The early show the, Bible, yeah, maybe? Or, or maybe they discovered the series later. I mean, it just sound, doesn't sound like it. Anyway. Illuminati. Bum bum. Ah, frail. Something metal clattered and a stream of Nibari curses followed suit. Pilot, what the frail happened to the lights? The lights? Pilot surveyed his cavern. The lights in my den are operational. Why are you asking, Chiana? Just frailing used in the IDs and take a look for yourself. Pilot looped his mouth in disdain at the looping your mouth. Hmm. Oh, maybe that's the sort of Kermit the Frog frump. The sort of mm. lip mm, yeah. at the language she used. Mm. I'm afraid I can't utilize the DRDs to do that. Uh, oh, come on, pilot. The silky, breathy notes carried through the comms channel. Ah. There's no need to pretend with me. You know, I know that you like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> pilot blew out air and shook his head. He wasn't particularly happy with their new habitant her managed desire to be better. And the fact that she could easily hide from him or Moya, shutting off her comms, didn't improve his perception of her at all. The ideas are, he looked up in surprise, not seeing anything. How could they not see anything? No, I mean, that you are correct, Chana. It appears that there's no light on Moya anywhere, not anywhere except my den. <laughs> of course I'm correct. What's the problem? Unfortunately, I can't send any DRDs to check right now, as all of them will be tending the systems vital for Moya's offspring for the next few hours. Oh, Talon of blessed memory. I can't say anything more until someone takes a look at one of the wall lights. Look? There are flashlights on your tier, according to the position of your comm badge. It's in the last room of the corridor you're in. Could you please retrieve them while I'm waking up someone to aid you? Am I a servant? It will help you orient yourself as well. Hmm. May I ask you what you were doing at that part of Moya this late at night cycle? And what was that clattering sound? You don't ask about my habits. I don't tell about yours. Hmm. 
Don't know, pilot. John ran his hand over the surface of Moya's wall again. You sure it's on the fifth rib from intersection? Yes, Commander. The wall lights in your corridor should be there. Well, I can't see Jack. I'm not sure it's the right rib. I'll have to wait for Chiana to bring the flashlights. Very well. The comm switched off. John trained his eyes, trying to make out something. Some time had passed after he was awoken by Pilot's summons, and he hoped his eyes would adjust by then. But apparently there was nothing to adjust to, not even the faintest light source anywhere. He was starting to get that unsettling feeling that the dark was closing in on him. It was so dense it seemed he could almost touch it. Something touched him under the ribs. He nearly jumped, spun around and threw his arms in front of him, where they connected with something compact, warm and soft. Chiana, is that you? You know anyone else who wears a top like that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what were you trying to do? Give me a heart attack? He could feel the adrenaline surge, his heart just starting to slow down to its normal rhythm. Oh, come on, it was fun. You squeaked. I did not. Is this your idea of fun, stalking people in the dark? He felt air shift and a warm breath touched his face. Well, you know what they say. Darkness, a friend of the young. I'm doing the thing where she had a very inconsistent accent early on, and sometimes she'd go Aussie and sometimes she'd do American. (laughs) Let's see if that helps you identify who Chiana is. (laughs) Hang on, where were you? Darkness, Uh uh a friend of the young. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know what else they say? Yeah. Putting hands on people's butts in the dark is sexual harassment. Where were your hands and my crowd to go? Chee. Ah, you're no fun. The aforementioned hands disappeared. Did you get the flashlights? Nope. Couldn't find any. You sure? Didn't look well enough. Do I really need to answer that? All right, pilot, we may have a problem here. Pilot observed the crew of Moya as it was emerging one by one into his den, squinting at the ambient lights. Crichton's and Dargo staggering at the door resembled someone who might have been drinking the night before, while Erin merely blinked a few times upon walking through the doorway. Rigel was carried by his hover sled and seemed to be still asleep. (laughs) Gianna preferred to lounge in the shadows of the entrance. John put his fingers on the bridge of his nose and looked at Pilot with one eye. Could you please lower it? Pilot pressed a few panels and the lighting dimmed to a nice yellow dusk. Did you have a chance to look at the wall lights? Mm, that's the problem. Sorry. That's the problem. Aaron approached his console. We couldn't find any. Aaron, it was so freaking dark, we could have lost our bearings and missed them. I find my bearings flawlessly. So do I. Dargo tried to shake the residues of sleep, sending his tankers flying. But we didn't find any lamps or flashlights either. John looked from one to the other. Could we have just misplaced them the last time? Aaron shook her head. No. I always have one secured under my bed. A giggle came from the entrance. Mm-hmm. Aaron shot a glare. <laughs> Are you just going to sit there, Chiana, or do you have anything to contribute? <laughs> Chiana stood and headed to them. Yeah, where's Sam? Awoken by me, as all of you, supplied Pilot. And why do you have light in here? There are bioluminescent panels on the walls of my den. Yo, Rige! What? Oh, yachts! Why is it so bright in here? Good morning, Your Eminence. Did you find any flashlights? Mm, must you disturb me for that? No. Okay. John glanced over his shipmates. Suppose our wall lights and flashlights are missing. What happened? Someone took them. Dargo sniffed the air urgently. I don't detect any new smells. It'd be a good way to hinder our movement on Moya. Aaron looked at the other warrior. 
Chiana sighed. I'll repeat myself. Where's San? Wait. John looked at her in surprise. You're not saying that. That our philosophophilius Delvian has produced all the lights on Moya and is now enjoying herself immensely, Rigel laughed, <laughs> sending the hover sled into a little wobble. In what? Oh, <clears throat> in what, sweet Rigel? Everyone turned to Zahn, who just entered, smiling. John wrapped a hand around the Hynerian's shoulders. Nothing blue. Fluffy hair's not fully up yet. She walked up to them and gave John a smile, the kind that always made him wonder if that woman was ever a priest. Mm. No matter how much the idea is tempting, I'm afraid that I have nothing to do with the disappearance of all the lights on Armoya. Well, they couldn't have just moved by themselves. John shook his head. <coughs> Pilot called for their attention. Actual, actually, actually, they can move. Moya's wild lights are biomechanoid, designed to be able to shift to their position for better illumination. Yes, this was an early concept before they started building sets. Oh. That all the all the wall lights would essentially be like sort of these little crawling spiders. Little scatterbots that, uh, and like that they could therefore have sort of practical lights just wherever the director wanted them. Because oh. yeah, they could have just moved between shots. Yeah, very clever. Your lights are alive? Gianna perked up. I second that. How come I never noticed? John looked at Pilot. Who is this? Hey, what else on your ship is alive, people? Showers? Toilets? We I remember we are definitely under an embargo that we never discussed the toilets on... <laughs> that is true. Oh, yeah. It's true for Farscape. It's not Fair. true for Lex. Well, where, if no, you'll remember, yes. yeah, yeah, in do. the second I... season, the toilet is featured and it has a tongue. Right, that seems of such a Lex thing. It is such a Lex thing. Yep. Anyway, Pilot sighed. However amusing you must find your utterances, Chana, they are beside a point. Oh, it was Chana who said it. Yeah. Good job for remembering our embargo, by the way. I barely <laughs> remember, like, last season's points or anything. We've just completely forgotten about those points for again. For a... Well done. Aaron took over. Pilot. Can our wall lights have anything to do with disappearances of other light sources? Absolutely not. They are utility creatures with minimum nervous system. They're incapable of free will. John looked over his shipmates. Anything else missing? Zahn paused in contemplation. On the way here, I went past the maintenance bay and tried to find a welding torch. Mm. Wasn't there. I thought that some of you must have taken it. Someone definitely is on Moya. Dargo hissed through his teeth. We can't wait for DRDs to become available. We must take action now before anything else goes missing. We should go and find whoever did this. This is really hard. Don't choke on it. <laughs> <laughs> With what? Superman? X-ray vision? John paused and gave his shipmates a slightly concerned look. None of you have X-ray vision, right? The others looked puzzled. Fine, he exasperated. Raise your hand. Who sees in the dark? Anyone? China? How did you know I was there? I homed in on the sound of your breathing. She sent him an alluring smile. And how did you know it was me and not the monster? He drawled the last word, mimicking something scary. No one got what it was. Aaron leaned on Pilot's console. Do we have any flammable material? Zahn, what about your lab? Zahn elegantly covered a yawn. Oh, sorry. No, nothing I can think of. Our supplies are very few these last mornings, I'm afraid. She paused, musing. Uh... Uh... I mean, I think that's still Zan. Zan? Yeah. Rigel, I believe your people are able to orient in the deep where no light permeates from the surface. What? I'm not going to prowl the corridors. Just answer her, Dargo blustered. 
Rigel's eyebrows sunk in anticipation of yet another work that he would be forced to do. <laughs> if you so insist. We can see the heat, but we have to be in the water to do so. Mm, could we just pour some water on Sparky? You're not listening to me, stupid human. I have to be submerged. Submerged. Otherwise, the reflex won't work and the infrared shutters and retinas would not slide into place. Looks like you will have to do it yourself after all. He chuckled in triumph. Maybe not. John's face lit up slightly mischievous. I've got an idea. Pilot, point me to the galley by my combat. That was an awful lot of really cool sort of bio-babble there, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Aaron halted him. Surely you're not going out there alone? Rigel squinted at him, suspiciously. What are you up to? Don't worry. We'll be right back. Moya's shipmates huddled in concentration above something near Pilot's console. No, no, no. Okay, it's it's tight, it's tight. Now let's turn him over. Oh, who has the... Uh, they stepped back and studied their handiwork. The Dominar stood, wearing on his head. John tried to remember what the thing was for, but it looked like a fishbowl. <laughs> a large, round fishbowl filled with water and secured on Rigel's neck with Moya's analog for duct tape. <laughs> a much more watertight analog. <laughs> John pictured a small goldfish swimming inside. Nah, considering how close it would be to Rigel's mouth, the fish wouldn't last two seconds. Rigel, the terror from outer space. If anything, Rigel didn't look like a terror. He looked rather peevish. Chana squatted next to the Dominar and flicked a glass. He's got weird eyes. <laughs> he gets enough air. Zahn nodded. Oh, yes. Hynerian skin is porous. He can breathe with the parts of his body left on the outside. A disembodied and resonating voice came from the fishbowl. Not porous, permeable. Drad, he didn't move his lips. Yes, dear. Hynerians have double circulation breathing. One exhales while the other inhales, and the resonance cavity. That allows them to talk underwater. Mm, just wait until you hear that love sonnet I read to one of my minister's wives in the pit and that Later, John picked the Hynerian up. Oh, you've been eating good. He sat him onto his hover sled, took hold of it as if it was a shopping cart, and pointed them into the dark maw of the exit. Ready to step into the abyss, right? What? John propelled him forwards. Aaron shared a bizarre human look with Dargo, and they followed suit. Uh, it's the third corridor we've been to, and the wall lights here are also gone. Rigel studied the shipmates that were cautiously following him. Crichton holding the edge of his throne, Aaron and Dargo shadowing close behind, orienting on the soft whirl of his grav motor. It felt good to be superior to them, if just for a moment— but how were they ever going to shoot anything with the weapons they were carrying? Would he have to actually shout directions? Yachts. Unfortunately, it was the best they had. How's the predator vision? Rigel shook his head, wobbling the water inside the fishbowl helmet. Crichton, you're making even less sense than usual today. Well, being awake in the middle of the night and the utter lack of caffeine can do this to people. Is it anything like reds for hot, blues for cold? On the contrary. It's complete monochrome. In fact, if I squint just so, I can tell you that Aaron is once again wearing your underwear. Really? Rigel observed as Crichton craned his neck in Aaron's <laughs> general direction. His rather envious expression of not being able to see that was truly entertaining, and Aaron's stifled reaction, uh, although she couldn't see them, amused the Dominar to no end, yes, I'm sure. Oh, wait. Oh, ha oh, ha. Oh, Crichton, you're so predictable. 
Ah, shut up, Sparky. John heard someone level with him and Aaron's voice and said evenly, I don't have anything... I don't have anything you need to peek at, Crichton. Oh, no, wait, that's Aaron. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Like, yeah. He paused. No, he must not have heard it right. Did she just stress the peak? Could she be hinting at what happened on the faux earth? No, wait, that would mean that she was teasing him. And Aaron didn't tease. Or did she? Damn, he wished he could see her. Oh, yeah, we're still very much into the will-they-won't-they territory here at this point, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In his den, Pilot glanced at Zan and Chiana, who stood near the wall discussing something, and spoke to Moya quietly. Very interesting indeed. In the corridor, Rigel saw Dargo stop abruptly, uttering quietly, There's a light ahead. They cautiously advanced to an open hatchway in the corridor wall, lit from inside with feeble shimmering glow. Two dots of light cautiously peeked over the rim at them, accompanied by mechanical whirring and squeaking. Aww. Pilot, we found one of your DRDs. Dargo studied the busy mechanism rather disappointedly. Mm, They gathered under the little pinpoint of light, reluctant for a moment to leave its shimmering candle-like protection. It can come with you. Yeah, I mean, that's where we're coming up to now. You sure you can't spare us one? John watched as the little robot was rearranging the fibres in one of the conduits, which ran inside Moya's wall. He's not much of a flashlight, but those glowing antennas would speed us up a bit. I mean, yeah, like, if you've been, like, completely blanked out for ages, then you're, like, your irises are wide open, your retinas have completely recovered from anything, like, just a tiny little LED would, like, be enough to, like... At least be able to make your way around. Stick on glow in the dark stars for on the ceiling. Unfortunately, Commander, I need I'm sorry for not mentioning this sooner, but the chemical imbalance Moya had in her systems due to her pregnancy has increased, and I'm using all the DRDs to repair it. Aaron surveyed the ghostly lit corridor. Will this affect Moya's baby? It shouldn't, but nevertheless, I'm concerned. Right, you keep your little helpers busy. John motioned to Aaron. Chemical imbalance. You think that might have something to do with our lights going AWOL? People, what's that? They turned to Rigel, who was pointing into the corridor. Erin leveled her pulse rifle and whispered, What do you see, Rigel? Rige? Rigel peered into the corridor. I think it's one of our lights. It's the end of the passage and it's not working. I mean, it's off. And I think it looks at us. Dargo sniffed the air. How can you tell? Because it peeks from behind the corner, and when I look at it, it ducks back, and when I don't look at it, oh, I think it's gone now. (laughs) Sam? Yes, dear? Are you sure there's no monster here? Pilot gave his assurances that whatever it was, it is. It would have to get by the working DRDs to get to the storage area, and it would have revealed itself by now if it was already here. That... That's not very reassuring, you know. I agree, but we have to do what we can to aid others in their endeavour. I mean, that some supplies might have been lost in here the last few moments, and perhaps if we search... Some shuffling could be heard in the dark as things were moved from place to place. Yes. You know that uh, that, that, that light thing that you said you could do? Hmm? What about it? Is it really that intense? A light laughter rang in the darkness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, very. Uh, playful notes were discernible in Zahn's voice. And how long does it last? For very, very long. Whoa. Don't you get sexhausted? Which is literally what it says. <laughs> yes. Another joyous last laughter echoed. No? No, my dear, never. Uh, you certainly seem very interested in the subject. May I ask you why? Well, you know, Delvians, are they... The only ones that can learn to, to do that? Oh. oh, I'm afraid, yes. But there are other techniques available to other species that 
are almost as effective. That? Yes. And do you know some? That, my dear, will have to wait. I think I found what I was looking for. Could you help me open this cabinet? Oh. Uh, they moved with increasing confidence as more and more light dots blinked on and off in the corridor beyond, before them. Our lights still behave in the same manner, Rigel observed, keeping the distance, turning on for a short time to see where they're going, but never close enough to us. Looks like they're leading us into a trap. Dargos shifted his quarter rifle uncomfortably. Pilot, where does this lead? Aaron scanned the passage ahead. With the unexpected activity of their light fixtures just out of their sight, it was becoming lit, just barely enough to see. Into the growth chamber. That's where all the independent biomechanoids elements of Leviathans are grown, including transport pods and wallets. Oh, so we do know that transport pods are just like more or less unlimited supply of them. And that... That would make sense. <laughs> like, I wish that Voyage, Star Trek Voyager had had the same <laughs> thing where, oh, I think someone calculated at one point, like, they lost 30 shuttles, as in that number of shuttles couldn't have physically fit within the, the, the skin of Voyager, even if they took right. all the floors out. Yeah, it yeah. was just a salt shaker full of shuttles. It wouldn't have been enough. <laughs> I'd say we're near the source of our problem, John paused, thinking. Pilot, this behavior we're seeing... Could you make our lights do this if they were under your control? Yes, but they're not, Commander. And if they're not, then they can't do this by themselves. Mm, Then our best guess would be that someone else is controlling them. Someone we haven't seen yet. All right. Bad bribe. I mean vibe. Mm, That's not in there. That was me. They entered the chamber. John craned his neck, trying to gauge the size of it. Here and there, a small point of light would move on this wall. And if those were their wall lights, then the thing was cavernous. The lone light dots created just enough illumination to see the eerie details of the chamber. Whoa. Protrusions of grown from its vo- protrusions of growth from its floor, oh, yeah. weird and contorted dark shapes. John studied what he realized was a half-grown transport pod, twisted like a caterpillar, looking alive enough to jump on them. Whoa! Uh. They continued slowly, weapons ready. Rigel, being of no immediate use now, hung in the back. They could see their lights now. Small, four-legged metal spiders scurrying to keep out from their presence, hiding behind morphing objects. The quartet rounded a giant column, growing in the centre of the chamber, which made John think of a tree selection experiment gone horribly wrong. They heard it before they saw it. A distinct tock, tock, tock of biometal on biometal. More prominent and low than whispering legs of small spider lights they'd heard before. It emerged from behind the column, a bulky, dark shape. The shipmates froze involuntarily as it stepped into a lit area. A ten-foot-tall, barely recognizable version of a four-legged spider light, its shape deformed by infusions of uncontrolled biomechanoid growth, its light bulbs transformed into an even-spaced, greenish-glowing eyes. It was moving with effort across the chamber floor, cutting their further advance. Whoa! It's like Zilla. Numerous small spider lights scurried around it, climbing in waves on its legs to sit on its great body, where they glowed and then jumped off to instantly be replaced by others, creating a slithering, ever-moving cover. Starship troopers, my ass. Everybody turned to John. Including the giant spider. Oh, crap. It suddenly got brighter. The shipmates looked around in alarm. Everywhere on the great chamber walls, the spider's lights were turning on. Thousands of glowing eyes were looking at Moyens. Enough with the Hitchcock already, John whispered, looking up. It's been done, not scary the second time. And then everything went 
black. Okay, that is scary. A beat hung in the darkness. I stand corrected. Shoot! For your sake, shoot! Something in Rigel's voice made Aaron's skin crawl. Rigel, where? Everywhere! She shot. Oof. A short flash of the pulse rifle hit the chamber. Lit the chamber, showing the walls that became alive. Dargo and John joined her, and throbbing, uneven flashes, hordes of spider lights could be seen rolling off walls Whoa. and lunging to them from every direction. They're not getting me! Rigel shot up on his hover sled. Rigel, come back, you bastard! John spat. <laughs> In an instant, the metal spiders were on top of them. In a flash of somebody's weapon, John saw one land on Dargo's back. Oh, no! Dargo! He aimed, but it went dark again. He felt something hit his hands, cutting his arm and sending his weapon flying to clatter on the floor somewhere. He saw Aaron outlined by another flash, and Dargo on the floor, covered with several spiders, reaching for his quarter rifle. Aaron! Dark again. Something split the darkness. A tumbling, burning object traced an arc through the chamber and exploded on the floor in a pool of fire. The spider light sprang back, leaving the three crewmates momentarily. John saw saw Zan John saw Zan silhouette. Yes, that's a bit of a tongue twister. She sells <laughs> seashells on the seashore. Yes, at the faraway entrance, and heard Shana's voice. My turn. Another burning bottle flew across the chamber and landed in a fireball near the first one. Yes, anarchy. <laughs> Holy Molotovs! Aaron, Dargo, what's, where's your quota? They're coming again, Aaron shouted. By the way, this is awesome that you have the punk and the leading anarchist <laughs> yes. throwing firebombs. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Aaron shouted, training the only weapon they had left. John could see now the attacking waves of spidery creatures veering around the burning pools and closing in on them, blocking every escape route. He turned his head and saw the dark shape of the great spider moving behind the burning floor, dark shadows and gleams dancing on its metal skin. Aaron, shoot the queen! What? Just shoot it! It's the one that controls him! She gave him a calculating look. Aaron! Dargo stepped close to them. The circle of attacking spiders was almost on them. Aaron spun and shot. She gave the volley of pulse fire, hitting the monster again and again. It writhed in place and raged. Small spiders doubled their effort, tumbling over each other to get to the Moyans. She kept firing as spider lights started jumping on them, making the crew drop to the floor. John saw one speeding to get him and covered his head, still hearing the pulse blasts. Then all went quiet. He tentatively... <laughs> <laughs> it may not have been noticeable on the recording, but there was just a firework in the background. He tentatively pried his eyes open and found himself nose to nose with a four-legged light fixture which stood still as if thinking. It sauntered in place and stepped away. I'm happy to inform you that Warrior's wall lights are back under my control. The satisfied pilot's voice rang from the comms. John got up and saw Aaron and Dargo standing, looking around in awe. Everywhere the eye could see, numerous spider lights were turning on and heading unhurriedly to the exit from the chamber. All business. He looked at the former monster. Its charred and smoking shape lay unmoving on the chamber floor, right behind the burning out fires. And don't even think about pulling the Terminator. <laughs> at the entrance, Zan and Chiana stood aside, uncertainly letting out a group of exiting wall lights, and hurried to the trio. You guys all right? Goddess, you're all injured. We need to tend to these cuts. They're deep. How cool was that, Zan? Where did you find the booze? It was Rigel's. Oh, wait, so that oh, was... Oh, wait, yeah, no, so, you're, you're right. No, that would have been, how cool is that, Zan? Where did you find the booze? It was Rigel's, Chiana supplied eagerly. Great stuff, too. Chiana, you promised me you were not going to drink it. 
That would have been... Wait, that would have been Zan. Well, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah. I oh, thought, come yeah. on, just a sip. She flopped her head around. Where is he? A whir of the throne sled came, and they saw Rigel descending from the center of the chamber. Sparky, our hero. Dargo reached up impatiently. Come here, your highness. Let me tell you what I think of those who abandon their allies in battle. Ah, oh, but I couldn't do anything. Rigel hovered out of his reach. How could I have helped you? You could have told us you were hiding the. Oh, sorry. You could have told us you were hiding these. Aaron pointed out at the remnants of the shattered bottles. I have completely forgotten about them, I assure you. He tentatively descended, descended to their level and looked at the smoke, smoke, smoking, smoking mm. remains of the giant spider creature. Is it over? Are your lights back under control? John shook his head disapprovingly. Yes, Rigel. It's over. Then for your sake, get me out of this aquarium. <laughs> Moya's shipmates sat in brightly lit galley eating. Pass me these, please, and thank yous were uttered. A whir of the throne sled came and they turned to see Rigel glide outside by the galley entrance. They paused in surprise, seeing the Hynerian once, once again wearing the fishbowl on his head, filled Aww. with water. The Dominar paused in mid-flight gave the female members of the crew a lewd once-over <laughs> and glided out of sight, chuckling. Uh, that was right, yeah. Rigel was such a sleaze back then. He's a lech. Yeah. All right, that's enough. Zan thumped her palm on the table and stood. <laughs> John reared a bit, seeing the Delvian was irritated. It's the third time today, Rigel. She purposely marched out of the gallery. <laughs> wow. He's got the X-ray fishbowl. Yep. A gasp could be heard, followed by a plop, the sound of splashing water and a clatter of the fishbowl on the floor. Oh, how dare you! Let go of my ear, you blue ass! Oh no, I don't think so. Zahn appeared in the entrance, tucking a wet and protesting dominor by his ear. She leaned in close for a better emphasis. If you want to see the part of my body that you've just mentioned, sweet Rigel, you are more than welcome into my cell when I'm meditating. But don't resort to such unadulterated methods. They're unfitting for the dominor. No way, Zahn! Jana chimed from the table. Let him pay you first. <laughs> she leaned forth with interest. Oh, if he doesn't want to pay you, you can pay me. <laughs> you do a really good... You're doing the same thing as well, where accents are still all over the place. Yeah, well... <laughs> no, I like it. Zahn mused for a moment if she could grab hold of another ear from where she stood, the grey one. She returned her attention to the Hynerian. Do you understand me, Rigel? Oh, yes, like I would want to look at your humanoid extremities. She let go of him, and he glided away, grumbling. I was only making a joke. You people have no sense of humor. Zan sighed and returned to the table. <sighs> Where were we? So, let me get this straight, Dargo pointed with a fork. That thing needed all our war lights to feed it because it couldn't eat by itself. Ah. Mm. In his den, Pilot flipped a control, a couple of DRDs keeping him company. That's... Quite accurate, Cardago. Moya's wall lights are designed to extract the current from the ribs they attach themselves to. The different version had no such ability and needed the other lights to bring it charges constantly. Instead, however, in this mutation, it gained the ability to send control signals strong enough to override Moya's. Eren looked up. And Moya's chemical imbalance. Was, was, caused it, was what caused it? Yes, the imbalance in her chemistry affected most of her systems, including the growth chamber, which, instead of growing another wall light, has produced this. Can it happen again? 
Now that the imbalance is eliminated, this is utterly impossible. And I'm happy to say that all of this has not affected Moyer's baby in any way. By which I think he means yes. Yes, well, that's good to hear. Hey, pilot. John stood, looking at four-legged lights sitting innocently on the wall of the gallery. That thing, the monster, do you think it could have been sentient? From its behaviour in the growth chamber, I can theorise that it could. Pilot paused. But even so... If it was trying to kill you, Moya and I fully approve of your actions and thank you for them. Yep. John looked at the light creature, musing. He felt a hand on his shoulder and saw Chana looking up at him. Hey, don't look at it like that. Pilot says they're harmless now. They won't do that again. Yeah, he glanced at the light one more time. But it might take a while for me to trust them. The, the end. end, but not before. There is an embedded sort of photo bucket <laughs> link. Yes. Of, I don't know who did this. It is of Rigel with a fishbowl on his head and a little goldfish and swimming along with him. And he looks utterly delighted. Yes, snack it's, time. It's such a good... And it's even got duct tape, look, around his neck. Oh, yes. Oh, and there's other... <laughs> some other drawings here as well. Oh, are oh, they? Yeah, it's like... Oh, yeah, there is, there is like more. A couple of very good ones of Chiana. That's Scorpius, and who's like Scorpius, like... Ear whispering to that's some redhead that I no idea don't remember. Morciana, there's oh, that's lovely. Oh, there's Towser. Oh, that must be like the signature. Oh, like signature. Well, oh, then right, Oleg yes. must be the artist. I would so think so. Yes. Oh, this is wonderful. Oh, so that was that was a lovely that little story. Had really, like season one energy. Very much so. I right? agree. Yes, you can have imagined this being an episode if they had the budget for you know multiple CGI creatures and a giant monster. Oh uh, yes, that would have been uh, probably a little bit beyond their means at that point. Very cool though. Yes, and it's nice to see them all working so, together again. Thank you for joining us for another tale of the terrorized territories. <laughs> oh, sorry, tormented territories. <laughs> and we'll see you again next week for season four. Episode Episode, <laughs> whichever one that turns out to be. And in the meantime, bye bye. Bye bye.